0: Thanks so much for joining us on another edition of Tifozzi Football Radio. My name is Christian Baldanza Di Tacchio.
1: And this is Giuliano Coleri.
0: And it is Friday, June the 25th. Once again, thanks so much for joining us for our Euro 2020 coverage. The group stages are finished. The round of 16 and the path for the final 16 teams is set all the way to July 11th at Wembley Stadium. So. Let's jump right in. Let's get started. I'm excited. I can't wait to talk about the Azzurri. It's going to be great. So let's just jump right in, guys. The group's done. What did you think?
1: I, th- I loved the final day. It was exciting. Yep. The third place teams, we, it was kind of decided before Portugal got to play. So I was kind of, we kind of knew they were going to go in, but some upsets there. Austria, of course, who now Italy's playing, yep. upset the Ukraine on that final day. Huge victory for Spain. Germany almost lost. It was very, yeah. very tense for uh, some other nations. What, did, yeah, what do you was, think the highlights? I know, I know what you, know. <laughs> I know what you're thinking, but let me know. Yeah, so
0: just a couple of shout-outs to a couple of teams that are going home. Uh, first and foremost, Hungary. Like what a valiant effort that was in the group of death. Uh, they were seven minutes away from making it to the round of sixteen and knocking Germany out of the competition and uh, they almost hung on, so what a valiant effort, Hungary a team, you know, very well, play, very, very good team game, uh, of course, with their coach Rossi, evident that they played Katanacho, sit back, soak in the pressure, take the chance when you can, and they did, so credit to Hungary, what a huge effort that was, maybe a team to look out for in uh, World Cup qualification. They might make it now. Uh, they've put a lot of teams on notice. A uh, couple, two disappointments I want to talk about. Turkey, first and foremost. Uh, Turkey disappointed a lot of people, myself included. Uh, clearly, uh, the form that they showed in Euro qualification and currently in World Cup qualification was not reflective in this tournament, and they bow out really early. A lot of people, myself included,
1: had them going deep as a dark horse, and they totally shit the bed. Um, so. Arrivederci to them. But now all the Milano teams are trying to sign up these Turkish stars. Which is crazy. Celanoglu has gone to Inter. Uh, maybe that's the problem. Yazici to Milan.
0: The other team I want to talk about, very disappointing, Polska Gola is no more.
1: Your second nation. Uh,
0: you know what? I just want to say, all, everybody, all my Polish friends, Polish family, you guys were all right. Don't expect anything from this team. They, they'll just disappoint you. And yes, this is a team of individual players. Uh, clearly no team, uh, no team mentality. It's all the egos before the team. Uh, disappointing because they have all the pieces in the world to make a run in this tournament, and they failed miserably. Uh, Robert Lewandowski, I don't know how this guy's the best striker in the world. I really
1: don't. This guy can't carry Poland uh he, he did play good in this game in all fairness in the last game he did scored a beautiful goal
0: it'd be very very different if this guy played for germany let me tell you that so picked the wrong country
1: apparently like minisov close like yeah Miroslav Look Klose. what he did for germany yeah
0: exactly polish
1: so, heritage and uh,
0: born in poland yeah and look what he did for germany so you know well, what can you do don't the Polska Gola. You are no more. We're another, just folks.
1: another group stage exit by the Polish. I, yes, exactly. So I guess the,
0: you just need to expect that with this team. I have no expectations for this country going forward. Not in
1: football. <laughs> that's no, it. that's packing, it for me. Packing up the Polish packing jersey that, ew, I don't in the, the box no, in no, the basement.
0: No, my kids are packing up the Polish jersey. In the I don't got no Polish jersey, buddy. There's only one crest that goes on this shirt or on this chest, and that's the green, white, and red on crest, that, baby. On that body. That's right. <laughs> Only Italia, not even Canada, has ever touched this body. (laughs) Only Italy, only Italy. Don't ever disrespect the Italian body here. But no other, no other countries touching this body, bro. All
1: right, let's get to the let's get to the matchups.
0: They start tomorrow, round of sixteen. Let's let let's start let's start with the games tomorrow. Then,
1: how's that sound? You want to start with the games tomorrow, yeah? Whatever Let's start with whatever floats your boat.
0: Let's start with the games tomorrow. So tomorrow, twelve o'clock, the Welsh and the Danes are going at it. And they are playing in Amsterdam. So
1: Can we they- just say Go ahead. how one bracket is a lot harder? I'm pretty sure everyone's seen the bracket. There's yep. definitely a harder bracket than another. Yep. Italy on that on that bracket with Portugal, Belgium, uh, France, France, Spain, Spain Croatia, Croatia,
0: Switzerland. Austria. That's one whole side. And then on the other side, you got Sweden, Ukraine, England, Germany, Netherlands, Czechs, Wales, and Denmark. So it's very lopsided. It's going to be a tough, tough path for the Missouri. Mm-hmm. Tough path for Azzurri. But if there's... I wouldn't want it any other way because that will shut everybody up when we win this thing. Mm-hmm. So... Italia forever but let's start with the Welsh and the Danes the Danes totally um, it was a
1: it was a russian massacre to get into yeah talk about that's one of the stories we didn't mention on the third day but they destroyed russia destroyed yeah. russia
0: with with their best player out for the tournament the Danes found a way
1: 4 goals to Four 1 4
0: goals to 1 and
1: so you tell me we got wales here played italy's B slash C team held their own. They did. They played a pretty much started lineup. Yep. The only person that wasn't playing was Kiefer Moore. That's it. Kiefer Moore ended up coming in, but they ended up finishing a respectable second place in the group. Yeah. So what do we think? What's going to happen between Wales and Denmark here?
0: I think that this is the Roman East me. There is some destiny here. I think the Danes are going to make a run. The way the path is set up, the way Denmark for me sets themselves up, especially momentum-wise, mentally. Uh, I just think they're going to do something special here. And to me, Denmark's going to make the semifinals, just the way the path looks. I think Denmark's got the capability of being in the Final Four. And they're going to do it for Christian Eriksen. And uh, I just think they got the pieces there. I don't think the Welsh... I know it's one game. Anything can happen. The ball is round. I just don't think the Welsh can set themselves up set themselves up to beat the Danes in this game because the Welsh have to go through Ramsey and Bale. That that's evident. Everything's yeah, those, through those Ramsey and Bale, guys. and they're gonna swing it into Kiefer Moore, who's a big boy. But then you got Kiar, Christiansen, Vestergaard, who are all the same size, if not bigger than Kiefer Moore. So the aerial threat for Wales is gone. So for Wales to beat Denmark, they're going to have to do something outside the 18. A shot outside the 18. And you have arguably you're going up against one of the I would say one of the best keepers in the world right now, Kasper Schmeichel. So Denmark's got the defense, they got the goalkeeper, they got the speed for the counterattacks, Yusef Poulsen, the 6 foot 4 uh, Donovan Bailey here that can he's like lightning. The yeah. guy can fly.
1: Um we, and we can't forget another name Damsgaard too Sampdoria, yeah, City Out player he yeah. he came into the team taking uh Christian Eriksen's position and he's done fantastic scored beautiful goal yeah. in the game beautiful goal and uh another outstanding uh performer in the Dan- Danish team Emil Hoyberg yeah. who plays for Southampton in the Premier League he's taken over the creative reins for this uh Danish team and he's been fantastic on yeah. the strings
0: yeah, and then you have Cornelius coming off
1: the bench who's actually not been that bad. Yeah, Parma striker. Yeah. So what and Mahele Atalanta left yeah. back. So we know Stryger, Larsen on the right side. Yeah. So we know Sputinese. we know we know what the Danes bring. We know what Wales bring. Wales have consistently had a you know the same 11 guys out for the next for the last three games. Ethan yeah. Ampadu is going to be on a red, but uh, he he came off the bench normally. So it's been the same players. What do we think the Welsh have to do to beat the Danes. Do they even have a chance in your books?
0: Oh, of course they have a chance. It's one game. Uh, anything can happen. I think, I think the Welsh here have to soak in the pressure and play a counterattack game if they have any chance. They have to give the Danes the control, the creative control, and they got to stay compact and counterattack. Because I think if the Welsh open up, Denmark's got the pieces to fill those holes yeah. and take take advantage and run away with this game. I think that's how Wales has to approach this. Do not take it to the Danes. Let the Danes take it to you. Let them open up. Let them expose themselves, and then hit them on the counterattack. And you can hit them on the counterattack with Gareth Bale and Aaron Ramsey, yeah. right? Um, because the other, the only offensive threat, and outside of Bale and Ramsey, is the aerial threat and Kiefer Moore. And to me, Kiefer Moore is already isolated out of this game. He's not going to be Vestergaard in the air. He's not going to be. in the air and he's not going to be christensen in the air and so everything is going to be relying on a counter-attack and it's going to rely on the creative minds with the very little bit they'll have of the ball of bale and aaron ramsey so that's to me how you have to beat the danes do i think the welsh can beat them or do i think the welsh are going to beat them i don't think so i think denmark wins this game tell me your thoughts
1: yeah, I think Denmark, I'm going to give Denmark the edge. The key battle is going to be on the wings. I mean, Denmark play a four, uh, sorry, Wales play a 4-5-1. Denmark bringing out the three-man defense, four-man midfield, 2-1. They like to play a bit of a Christmas tree formation towards the top from midfield up. Uh, that's going to be the key spots. Daniel Wass, Mahele versus Daniel James and Gareth Bale. Who's going to win the wing battles? Now, Wales will have the overloads. On the wings, which then maybe they can take advantage of of Denmark and get those crosses in to keep from more. That that's going to be their strength. But at the same time, if Damsgaard and Brothway can find the space behind Ramsey, behind Morel, behind behind Allen, Denmark can do a lot of damage. Just, they got to find that half space between the center backs and the midfield. They got to get in between the lines. And I think with Emil on the ball, like I said, he's been the most creative player for Denmark and one of the most creative players in the Euros, period. And I think he will pick out those passes because he's been fantastic. Uh, and I just think that quality up top in Poulsen will just be the difference. I think that's what Wales is missing. Yes, Ramsey, Bale, they can score goals.
0: That's it.
1: But they're your creative spark too. And you and you need that you need that in and out goal score, which they're kind of missing, unless for Moore can you know get that goal. So... My edge is to Denmark for that reason.
0: So we're both trying to take Denmark in this game. Let's move on to the next game on Saturday, 3 o'clock. The big one. Italy playing Austria at Wembley Stadium in London. Going to be an interesting matchup. Austria are in the round of 16 for the first time in their history. Uh, Coming up against an Italian side that is reborn. That is looking good. That is confident uh, under Roberto Mancini. That is playing this really fantastic team game. um, That a lot of critics are saying Italy is very good. Italy is putting people on notice. But they just haven't played a big team yet. And they got to still prove themselves. I get that. So realistically in this game. I mean Franco Foda already... Already saying that they're going to set up kind of a cage to to lock Jorginho in. To lock Jorginho in. Good luck to you. Um, Arnautovic coming out saying we're not afraid of Italy. You, you shouldn't be afraid of any team. So confidence to you. Credit to that. And uh, David
1: Alaba, where is he going to play? Who knows? He's arguably he's their best player, hands down. Yeah, he, he single-handedly got them out of the group stages. And, yeah. you know, one of the big positives for Austria, and it, and it's all credit to Foda. They, in their last game, played a four-man back as mm-hmm. opposed to the three, which they did for the first two games. And that's how they beat the Ukraine with the four-man back. So they're very tactically adaptable. Mm-hmm. Alaba was shoved, shoved to the left back position and pulled the strings from there. He didn't have to pull from the center yeah. back position anymore. So that's where Italy is uh, is going to have to play a little bit of a guessing game. Icini specifically. He's got to get his tactics correct. He's got to guess and, and do his homework and prepare for both i think the three-man d and the four-man d because the systems are completely different and mm-hmm. the way the austrians play in those two systems is huge at the same time mancini now has a bit of dilemma which we brought up a couple times locotelli versus Verratti. now the rumors are varatti is starting that leaves the left side of our the italian team a little bit light in regards to defense because you got yeah. three attacking players in varatti yeah. spinazzola and insigne what do we think should happen
0: well, I know we were talking before the podcast about this uh, earlier today, and a suggestion I had is I think I'm not I'm not sold or convinced on Lorenzo Insigne. I got nothing against the guy. I just don't think he shows up when you need him, and that left side being vulnerable. I mean Marco Verratti, Leonardo Spinazzola. I mean you need Spinazzola over Emerson any day, and Spinazzola being a fellow you know, Romanista I know what Spinazzola brings forward. I've watched the guy all season. And, but I know there are weaknesses back there in the back. He's he's more of a left mid than he is of a left back. And uh he was in credit to Paolo Fonseca for putting him there and ex- exposing his talents. Um Defensively he's a little susceptible. Um Marco Verratti is obviously an offensive creative player that like you've said a few times, like a pressure cooker. Like he's, he's the creative force. So defensively, how do you counter, How do you counteract that? I honestly think a suggestion I made to Giuliano this morning is maybe you run Keza on the left side, keep Insigne off,
1: and Keza is that cover on the left side. But the crazy thing is the news reports, which I agree 100 percent with your your tactical adjustments there. But the news reports are saying Keza is going to start over Barardi. That's crazy. That's the decision that they're making, is, which I find insane. But Barardi's been our attacking yeah. linchpin yeah um uh, he's been involved in almost every goal when he's been on the field yeah. you know and has had the most touches out of all the forwards when verati before Veratti came in he was our got the most touches although at some points ineffective we saw Insigne, he, he daddles on the ball too long takes yeah. too long to make a decision definitely. although he's been he's been great in this tournament
0: definitely
1: but i agree does Insigne? With that combination workout with Verratti. Because you know, Verratti's the guy now. Yeah. He's the guy pulling the strings. With
0: that report, with that report, I hope, first of all, I hope it's not true. But if it is true, it must mean that Insignia's got a short leash and Mancini's ready to pull the trigger and bring Berardi on. Yeah. Because Berardi can play both the left side and the right side, right? Chiesa, I think you either put him on the left side for that defensive coverage because he's a horse and he runs back and forth, or you bring Chiesa on. In the 60th minute, and when the uh, opposition is exhausted, and then you have this guy that's fully rested. This guy runs and runs and runs nonstop. That that's where kiss is good, right? kiss is not like he's creative, but he's not Berardi creative, right? Like like you said, Berardi's got has been on almost in on almost every goal since he's been on, and he's been one of our best players on the pitch. So the fact that they're looking at tweaking and taking him out baffles me a little bit, but uh, you got to put the faith in Roberto Mancini. There must be something he sees, there must be something he knows that we don't. Um so we'll go from there. The other the other thing is Kellini's not going to be starting. So no, we don't so know if it's going to be a Cherby or
1: Bastoni with Bonucci. I think most likely Cherby will get in for his yeah. experience with Bonucci, but I think we're, we're secure there anyway. I yeah, believe.
0: we're secure there.
1: Di Lorenzo is going to be on the right side. We yeah, know that, he's hands been, down. He's been great.
0: Hands down. And then you got Toloi possibly for cover. Mm-hmm. And then the midfield, we know it's going to be Veratti. It's going to be Jorginho and, and Barella. Barella yeah. Okay. And then Chiro up top. So we know what this team is going to be. Uh, obviously, G. in the net. We Do- know what this team is going to be. Man for man. Department for department. the Azzurri got the edge everywhere. Everywhere, they should walk away with the victory. But knowing how our jersey are, they might make life a little difficult. Even and, even and though struggle. the way they've been playing, I hope like is, it, is Austria
1: realistically better than Switzerland? Better than Wales? No. Better than no, Turkey?
0: No. You know where I? This is how I see. I see Italy on the same level, better than uh, than the Dutch. And yes. look at the way the Dutch handled austria right so i think austria are now coming up against an opponent with higher quality because austria struggled against the dutch and then they yes they won a huge game against ukraine credit to them but that's ukraine ukraine is the ukraine ukraine is on the same level for me as switzerland or the welsh and then we saw that north macedonia was a team that just got bullied so which austria Struggled kind of with although exactly. they did win the game, they exactly. did have moments. So, to me, I just see one way traffic here. I
1: just see not to mention a lot of these players playing the Bundesliga for Austria. Yeah, you know how Italians do against German opposition. So, yeah, no, obviously, I think Italy's gonna win 100%. I think Austria, like I said, the biggest strengths they're gonna bring to the table are the mystery behind their tactics. is good at disguising tactics. Uh, people at the press conferences have been trying to get them out of him. And he always, his answer is you gotta, you gotta wait and see that's his, that's his answer. I think that's, like I said, a big yeah. positive he brings to the table, but another danger to the Italians is, which I said a million times, we are a small team. The Austrians on the other hand, are yeah, big boys are a giant team in regards to average height. They got three inches more than uh, the Italians in regards to height. And the Austrians have some big forwards I mean, everyone over, Arnautovic is their smallest guy. I think he sits around 6'2", and then uh, Garagiric is around 6'4", 6'5", so they got they got big boys up top, and uh, that's where Italy has to be a bit careful on the set pieces, and if Austria is to snatch a victory, for me, it would be on a set piece. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I can see them winning. Yeah. We, we're going to handle them in the midfield. I'm not worried about that. We'll put Pressure on them keeping their end, but we got to be careful. Did Zuri have to be careful on the corners? Free kicks around the box. This is,
0: in my opinion, this is where Gianluigi Donnarumma is going to be tested because he is going up against big boys, and he's the biggest boy on the Italian team. So his aerial presence in his 18-yard box on the corner kicks on the set pieces is going to be massive. And yes, with the height factor, I think you're right. They're going to go with Acerbi. Acerbi is a bigger boy, more experienced. They're going to go with him. So, give
1: me give me a score quick.
0: I'm going to say 2-0 Italy
1: in 90 minutes, obviously. In 90 minutes. So, I agree. I was going to you took the score. I'm about Two 2-0 in 90 minutes. Yeah. I think the Titans comfortable win and they keep the clean sheet. Clean sheet streak going.
0: Yeah. I hope so. Next match. Let's move on to the next match. It's the Netherlands playing the Czech Republic in Budapest. Budapest. So this is a very interesting game. Uh, the Czechs coming off a coming off a loss to England.
1: Should be a home game for the Czechs. Should be a home game for the Czechs
0: considering where the... The where, geography. Yeah. yeah, the geographic location. Um, coming up to get to the Netherlands side.
1: You tell me what you think about the Dutch. I know your thoughts. I know you, you don't consider them... They're looking better than they are right now, you believe? If I'm not getting that wrong, I'm not yeah. putting words in your mouth? No,
0: they, they look better. They don't, uh, just don't convince me.
1: How do you see them doing against this Czech team?
0: Well, realistically, they should win this game. They should win this game, hands down. The, everything just got the Everything points to a Dutch victory here. It's just, I'm just not convinced. I understand they took care of all their opposition in the group stage. But they're realistically look at who they played. It's kind of like Italy, like so one of the weakest groups. You think in the tournament? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, yes, they had that blip against the Ukraine, you know, for ten minutes. I mean, it was a quick Ukraine comeback, and then Ukraine fell apart. But I'm just not convinced by this team. Uh, they got some great players in there, and I do not doubt that for a second. And I just don't know the Dutch. The Dutch haven't actually had to chase a game yet.
1: Well, neither is Italy, but the Dutch, <laughs> the Dutch hasn't had to ch- haven't had to chase a game yet. Well, they they showed character when the Ukraine tied two two, yeah, and they had to come back.
0: No, it's, that's true. I I agree with that. I just don't know. I really don't know. I just they don't. I watched all their games and say like, okay, like I'm not. You're not sold. Yeah, I'm not sold. I just I know there's kinks in the armor there. I think it's just a matter of seeing Stecklenburg in that, knowing (laughs) that, you know, eh, Stecklenburg.
1: Got some bad memories of this guy. Yeah,
0: I do. Um,
1: Okay, so besides the Dutch, what do you think about the Czech? We've seen them do a a job against England, Croatia, Scotland.
0: We know. Been a one-man show there. That's right. It's Patrick Schick. That's it. You take Patrick Schick out of the game, you run them over. But can Patrick Schick create some sort of magic here and do something i i don't i don't know like i really don't know how to approach this game but all signs point to a dutch victory but at the same time i wouldn't be surprised if the Czechs pull it off because we know in every tournament nothing ever goes according to strict the script excuse me there's bound to be a surprise somewhere are the Czechs that capable of pulling off a surprise I don't know. We saw the character they had against the Croatians. I mean, they took care of Scotland and then we just saw the struggle against England. Are the Netherlands more like England or the Netherlands more like a better version of Croatia? What what, what do we think? I know what you think of them. That's kind of where I see them. They're not they're not England. But they're certainly better than Croatia, yeah. so they're kind of in the. You're end waiting. Between. You're
1: waiting for them to be tested by That's some right. big opposition. That's right. Which and will be a the, won't be no, to the No semifinals. offense to Denmark, Wales, if Dutch would get it be through. to the semifinals? It's but gonna be a while.
0: If the, I think the Netherlands are gonna beat the Czechs, and I think their test where they're gonna fall apart, the magical story <laughs> the is Danes. gonna be the Danes. The Danes are gonna be the guys to take out the Dutch. So for me, the Netherlands win this game. I know you love them. I know you think they're great. They impress you. Tell me about them. Tell me what you see. Yeah,
1: the Dutch, yeah, you know, I I think they're a great team. I think they got great pieces. They have the best midfielder in the tournament right now in regards to form, Gigi Wijnaldum. He's been unbelievable. True number eight to the core defense attack. He does everything. Memphis Depay, fantastic. One of the best attackers in the game. Can dribble through anybody. Uh, Scoring goals. He's a, he's a big attacking figure for the team. And the defense. I love the Dutch defense. In Delict, De Vrij, and Daly Blind. I think that defense has every piece you need. The ball winner, the aggressor, um, and the all-arounder. You have all three pieces in that. Uh, and, and I just think they're such a great team. And, and I can't leave Frankie De Jong as well. How, how great of a player he's been. Um, so this team has, this team has everything. Every piece you absolutely need, and they—they they kind of remind me of Atalanta the way they play. I know the 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 front three is a little bit different the way it's set up, but the way Frank de Boer has them playing, it's it's exact same formation three four one two. The wing backs get up the field. Dumfries involved in two goals. Denzel uh, Van Anholt, Premier League player Crystal Palace, I believe he plays. You know, not the greatest seasons he's had, but he's making a name for himself again in this Dutch team. And he's just doing a job on the wing. That's all he has to do. Martin De Roon in the midfield is in a very fit, familiar position that he does for Atalanta—just winning balls and and pass them laterally, or you know, just get into his man. He lets the better players do the creative stuff up top. That's why I like the Dutch team. There's very defined roles in this team, and uh, they're just very organized. Believe it. Frank de Boer, I think, has actually done a pretty good job. Maybe he's finally learned something. On the other hand, uh, the Czechs. I like them too. I just think they're a bit not not enough depth, not enough. Uh, they don't score goals in many ways. It's been wonder goals. It's been the beautiful header by Schick. It's been the the goal from half. They've scored a couple uh, penalty penalty. So their goals are they're scoring goals against the grain. They're not scoring goals because of their style of play. Yeah, you know. Um, so there's a lot. Left to be desired for me. I mean, they do, like I said, Schicks, the outstanding player, Sucek in the middle is another one, and uh, Chufal, I think it's, that's how you pronounce his name, the right back. They've been excellent. But after that, the rest of the team for me is pretty average. I think the Dutch should have enough quality and should make pretty easy work uh, out of the Czech. Big advantage of the Czech, though, is they have in the last six meetings the higher win percentage. So. Uh who knows we'll see what but for happens. me i had the dutch going into the semis at the beginning of the euros and i'm going to keep it that way i think uh they impressed me so yeah. the dutch the there dutch won know. this game so we're both telling you to take the dutch to win this game if you ask my son
0: ignatius he says the Czechs are going to win this game so that'll be interesting <laughs> we'll see if he's right let's move on to the next game on uh, sunday it takes place in sevilla this is the big one belgium portugal winner of this plays the winner of italy austria and God I hope it's Portugal and we know what Toronto wants Oh if I'm telling you if Italy and Portugal play in the quarterfinals, there's not going to be one construction site open during this game <laughs> everything is going to be shut down. We all want this. We all want this because we need to settle this we need to settle this once and for all this Italian Portugal rivalry we just need to settle it and we need to smash them when they come to play <laughs> us. but let's talk about this
1: game Belgium, Portugal
0: might so tell me what you think about this game.
1: Right off the bat, what I think of Belgium right off the bat, the obvious: midfield outstanding, attack, maybe the best striker in the tournament. Uh, no offense to Ronaldo, but he's scored fifty percent of his goals have been penalties. So over fifty. Yeah, over fifty. So I think Lukaku edges it out for me in regards to the the goal scoring. I think he gets more involved in the goals. Uh, the glaring weakness for the, the Belgians. And it's a huge one, is that defense. I'm sorry, when you got a guy who was playing for Vissel Kobe up until now, and he's in the number one team in the world, starting in the center-back position, that worries me.
0: Well, when you look at 2016, who they had starting, Laurent Simon was
1: playing in MLS. Laurent. And then we know what happened to them. So that, for me, that's the biggest weakness for the Belgians. They're probably not going to start Vermaelen, though. Uh, Vertonghen, Boyate, and all the real will be. But at the same time, Vertonghen... Doesn't it impress me. Is that Benfica? He did okay. the world has kind of been whatever at the Spurs. Boyate, maybe the most impressive of, of the trio, but uh, it left so it leaves a lot to be desired. The mm-hmm. Belgian team. Kevin De Bruyne is going to be huge in this game. Big time. We're going to see what he can do. And on to the other side, I mean, the Portuguese, they're a bit hard to predict because. Got the 2-2 draw with France. Blown, well, out by, blown out by Germany. And the Hungarians took him right to the very end before yeah, the three goals off. came up. And so the Portuguese have been relying heavily on Ronaldo up top to score the goals, convert the penalties. The, the linchpin in the middle is still Gerard Moutinho. This guy's been getting on everything, pulling the strings with the Portuguese. Doing an outstanding job. Uh, Roberto... Uh, Roberto... Uh, Fernandez, Bruno Fernandez, was dropped to the bench, actually, for the last game against France, which was huge, probably a huge confidence uh, downer for him. I mean, we'll see if he starts this big game. I think I think he's going to be dropped again. I, I see Fernando Santos going more defensive, uh, relying on Sanchez again, Danilo Pereira, sticking with Moutinho, of course. And it'll just be interesting to see what, what the Portuguese do. What I want to see, though, is ronaldo i think when it comes to the penalties i know he's been scoring them and maybe this should have happened in the group stage but he's got to let his team teammates take the penalties too let them get involved in the game give them some confidence because he can't do it all on his own you know give diego jota the chance give bruno fernandez now look no confidence now he's completely out of the team for me that's a huge mesh bruno fernandez is a phenomenal player and for his confidence to be shattered not to be a to go from you have a guy that was one crazy. of the best Premier League players, yeah, going into the Euros as one of the most excited midfielders to keep an eye on, and now the guy's been dropped. So I think that's where you got to question the, the the commodity in this team a little bit. yeah right for the Portuguese, but I still think they're going to edge out the Belgians. I just think uh that Belgian defense just worries me. I know I know Portugal's conceded a lot of goals, but at the same time, I just think they're more solid defensively than the Belgians, so for me, Portugal win
0: okay. can you give me a score?
1: it's gonna be maybe a 1-0. One, one, no, maybe overtime penalty shots,
0: okay well, I
1: think here- that I think that experience with the Portuguese gets them through the next round
0: yeah i I agree with you, so here's how I see it, I think. These are two teams that are very similar and that their weakest points are their back lines. So Portugal's weakness is their back. Belgium's defense obviously is their weakness too. Uh, And then the goalkeepers kind of cancel each other out. I don't think Tibor Côtois is any better than Rui Patricio. And no, there's no biased opinion there for that. Um, I just think... It's interesting. So, you got Jan Vertagan against Pepe. So, you got the Porto versus Benfica factor there. You got Lukaku versus Ronaldo, the Inter versus Juve yes. factor there, right? So, and then De Bruyne versus Joao Moutinho. So, like, you have your matchups there. To me, I think both defenses are atrocious. Um, and they're both very top heavy. Uh, it's basically Ronaldo versus Lukaku. And then Joao Moutinho is the guy in the back. And so is Kevin De Bruyne. Um, to me, I think it's going to actually be a really high scoring game, just because defensively they're they're just they are they're atrocious. Both teams defensively. Um, so I think I'm seeing more of like a three to two, four to three victory here. Uh, and uh, yeah, the experience of the Portuguese having been there, having done that, and Belgium, the experience of always falling short. Is the Burger King going to come
1: on and do something? But now, the Burger King, I mean, he's, he's been, been playing okay, but the Burger King's brother. Yeah, Thorgen. A&W, Thorgen Hazard. <laughs> he's, been, he's been arguably better next to Lukaku and obviously the Bruyne. He's arguably been the best player in this Belgian squad. Yeah, Running the left side completely because yeah. the Belgians play with uh, a 3-4-2-1 formation. Very yeah. much like the Danes. Yeah. So Thorgen Hazard has been phenomenal.
0: No, he has been.
1: I just think... The Golden Generation's
0: done. Belgium are falling back into that abyss that they've been in for a long that they were once in for a long time. And I just think Portugal, being in Sevilla, Portugal's right next door. They're gonna it's gonna be be more like a home game for them. So Portugal edges this game, and I really want this is the only game I really want Portugal to win. (laughs) I hope to see you guys in the quarterfinals for the construction derby. All right. All right.
1: Let's go to the next match. So we're both trying to take Portugal. Croatia, Espana. And
0: Copenhagen.
1: Croatia beating the Scots to get in. Yeah. And the Spanish smashing the Slovakians to yeah. set up this tie here. Christian, what do we think between the Spain the Spanish, the Spanish? The Spanish and the Croatians.
0: The Spain team is is so you want to talk about a team that I wasn't convinced about at the start of the tournament to now. This is a Spanish team that is Starting to scare me. This is a
1: Spanish team we've all. Well, I saw. I saw them good from the beginning, and they scare. This is what I've been waiting for: for the Spain team to come out.
0: They scare me. The Spanish team. I think that five nothing route of Slovakia gave them that much needed confidence boost. This Spanish team their system works the Luis Enrique system works um, he's a fantastic manager he's not afraid to change it up the only glaring weakness is the guy up top for the Spanish so whether it's Moreno or Morata these guys their confidence is at rock bottom zero they're getting crucified in the media on the Spanish media both of them especially Morata You're getting so, death threats yeah both of them have zero confidence so I mean, that's terrible. I mean, you kind of, you were, and especially in especially even a 5 nothing route of Slovakia, you were hoping that those two guys would do something there, get something. I, and I know Luis Enrique was really hoping that Alvaro Morata would freaking get a goal there and just shut the media up I and know. get confidence.
1: Although they won 5 0. No, he was probably upset that. I that need Alvaro to
0: there. friggin' score. But, uh, These guys are dangerous. These guys are a team to watch out for. They play a fantastic team game. Sergio Busquets is leading the charge in the midfield there. Fantastic team. Going up against a Croatian team, lucky to get in, in my opinion. I'm not convinced at all by this Croatian team. They're over the hill. They're lucky to be in the round of 16. I did say they'd make it out of the group into the round of 16 and then go home. I think that's going to happen here. I just think... I think Spain's got way too much quality for them, so for me, it's going to be a Spanish victory. What do you think?
1: I agree. I think Spain—it's going to be an easy win. I think Croatia don't know how to sit back. There's too much pride in the Croatian team to sit back and, and do what Slovakia tried to do, what Sweden did, what uh, Poland—Poland did—Poland did. Right? Those are—that's how you hold Spain back. You have to pit eleven guys in the box. Are the Croatians going to do that? No. I highly doubt it. Uh, like I said, too much pride. So I think this, the Croatians are going to leave the game open. Spain is going to pass right through them. I, I honestly see Spain 3-0 demolition.
0: Yeah.
1: Croatia not having a chance. If the Croatians do want a chance of scoring, the main weapon is going to be Perisic on the wing. He's going to have to find space in behind. That's uh, On the other side, Blasic, I think, came off the bench last game. Is going to have to find space behind Alaba. So those are Spain's weaknesses, yeah. the wings, the flanks. Because so they, they get... Play yeah, which I find unbelievable how Orsic, one of the best players in Europa you guys not seen in a minute after the goals he scored, which is just absurd. But uh, the Spain team does have some big weaknesses, but they play a possession game like none other. I think they're averaging almost 80% possession so far this tournament. So, I mean, if, if Modric isn't going to get on the ball, Kovacic, Brozovic... That's the way the Croatians love to play. I think they're going to struggle. And uh, I just see an easy win here for Spain. And that's that's kind of how I see this game. Yeah. So we're Unf- both. Yeah, we're, unfortunately.
0: We're both trying to take the Spanish to win.
1: Ciao, Croatia.
0: Yeah. Ciao, Croatia. Civitiamo. Let's move on to the next game. France.
1: France. I know. In Las Fizeras. I know. You were getting a feeling here. Yeah. About this game. I don't know if you're still feeling that way, but.
0: So the French and France and Switzerland historically always play to null numb draws they do they don't boring boring draws but you're
1: because they're both boring nations
0: <laughs> whoa <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I can say that about the French I mean they're a rivalry for us but they're not boring here's here's where I see France France World Cup champions going up against Switzerland that got it all wrong against Italy so Switzerland are. Where everybody thought they'd be making out of the group stage, or specialists of coming out of the group, but then again, haven't won a knockout fixture once. It's the 30s, 40s. It's been a long time. So I think they're they're way, way, way overdue. <laughs> but um, France, on the other hand, that those that game against Portugal, even the game against
1: Germany, the game against Hungary, Mbappe hasn't scored a goal.
0: Yeah, they they have not impressed me. But they have made it out of the group, and I'm kind of scared because this could go one of two ways. We could this is kind of like kind of reminds me of Spain in 2012 where they just got out of the group, they grinded it out, and then they just turned on the switch in the knockout rounds and just smashed everybody, including our Zuri. Um, and then, or is this French team just not? What they're what their people say they are and falling apart. I don't know, but uh, I think this game is going to be extremely tight. I think the Swiss figured out the what they needed to do. Uh, knew, found where they went wrong against the Italians. I think the Swiss are going to come in and they're just going to park the friggin' bus against France. France, we saw against Hungary. How Hungary yeah. sat the whole team back, and we saw how they struggled.
1: And not only that—that's that, what I was going to say. Hungary, although they and I don't know, draw gave the blueprint on how to beat the French. They and, did, and made a point of this before the tournament. The yeah. midfield of the French can be got after yeah. if you press and hurry them. You will beat them. Like I said, there's great players there, but there's players there that, that you have to question their effort sometimes in yeah. both ends of the park rabio pogba i mean Griezmann's doing a phenomenal job in the number 10 he's one of the most tackles for a forward yeah. in the tournament he's playing amazing in a in a defensive sense but then after that it's ngolo kante so really there's no one in the midfield yeah that is gonna battle it out with a hard-working team yeah so that 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 is france's biggest weakness and France, on the other hand, have a lot of injuries. Leo Dubois is going to come in, usually starts at right back for his respective club in Liga, is going to possibly be forced out to left wing because of uh, injuries to Lucas uh, Hernandez and Luca Dean. Or they're both injured. Yeah. Benjamin Pavard is going to be shipped out to the right. So that's another glaring weakness. France doesn't have world class right and left backs. No. They can be got after. And the Swiss, that's going to be the biggest question. Do the Swiss play too narrow? Do they take the chance and open up and attack the wings? Yeah, that's the biggest tactical thing I see here. You you lean it towards the Swiss? I
0: I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna go to extra time. I really do. I think. I think the Swiss have more quality than the Hungarians do, did in this tournament. And you guys, you guys got it. You really have a guy that's playing a game changer right now in Shukety. Right?
1: And the Swiss have the f- the fight too. They do. They'll throw in the tackles. Granit Jacca, he's a fighter, he throws in tackles. Uh yes. Ramal Freuler too. Atalanta, tireless yeah. worker. Another- Rodriguez Akanji, Avaldi. They got guys that will go in hard into tackles. They will,
0: they will. And even as much as I as much as I don't like him, the guy up top. He's got a goal. He's confident. He's a bit of a horse. He's a bit of a frustration in Seferovic. He might he might do something.
1: Yeah. yeah, you, right? you have Seferovic. I mean, for Mbolo. me personally, I would look more at Briel Mbolo. Mbolo, he's yeah. He's the Swiss's version of Mbappe. Same solid player. Counterattack, yeah. speed. And these are two guys that have been playing good. Briel Mbolo has been playing better than Mbappe. Yeah. But these are two guys that can make a huge impact for their yeah. teams. You the know. big
0: question, I think, is: Can the French expose Rodriguez, who I think is one of the weak, the weak points links? I agree with that. The Swiss, Jan Sommer,
1: he's uh, he's, he's just uh, he's an average goalie, one of the mill yeah, goalie.
0: that's the thing, right? So can they? I think the key for the French in this game is you gotta expose Rodriguez on that left side, and you gotta expose Sommer. You gotta just shoot on Sommer. Sommer is not confident with the gloves. There's, they've had some goalkeeping controversy coming into this tournament with Sommer. So test them. And if there's a guy that's going to test them, it's Griezmann. It's Griezmann. So to me, I think, it's, I think the Swiss are going to grind it out to extra time. You give but me a I, prediction. and I then I what just, happens. I think the French win. The French find a way. But I don't think France will beat Spain. No. I have right. Spain in my final four
1: so i think i agree i think the france is gonna win one nil here
0: yeah it's gonna be a grind
1: next match all right england germania and it's at wembley at wembley home big home game for the
0: english let's go boys let's go
1: wembley stadium give me your thoughts on the deutschland and the three lions germany quick i know we've been going a while now but Germany, for me, are the, a team we still don't know what to expect. No. We have no idea. They're Jacqueline no. Hyde right now. They are either they either play amazing or they're absolute just trash. For me, they are a, a slightly worse Spain. They play the exact same style, want possession, try and pass it into the net. That's the way they play. Key players, like I said from the beginning, Joshua Kimmich. Kimmich. He gets the most touches uh, in the final third usually makes the final pass from the final third to the striker uh, and in the back and it's more so Cruz as a deep line playmaker has played the most long balls in this tournament so that's where the Germans are strong they like to pass from the back suck a team in get Cruz on the ball he does a long diagonal pass either to either to Kimmich on the far right wing or to Gosens on the far left and that's how the Germans like to play they like to get in behind the wing backs I think England's too good for that tactic it's too obvious and I just don't believe in the quality of Naby Havertz, Timo burner to be good enough to get past the English defense. England, for me, one of the most talented teams in, the, in this tournament. They have Henderson coming back now. He may be a starter, actually, they're saying, as well as Jude Bellingham had an outstanding game in, in his appearance. So he's another question for the starting lineup. Is he going to... Take maybe Declan Rice or Phillips's position, which will be interesting to see how Gareth gate lines his team up. I think he still runs with Sterling Kane and uh, Foden, but I think the English have it. I just think they're a better team, and I just don't believe in the Germans' quality. I don't. I don't think the Germans believe in themselves after after tying Hungary to in, in Munich. So for me, an English victory. The key players I want to see. I want to see Harry Kane do something. I think he breaks his gold duck here, and I think he. He comes alive this tournament because i don't even i still don't think he's had a shot on that which is crazy for one yeah. of the best strikers in the world and so
0: in the media, it's crucifying him for yeah
1: them. yes they are the only downside to england is this ridiculous covid measure that's been thrown at them for uh ben chilwell and uh, i think it was reese james something like not mistaken no mason mount sorry for giving gilmore a, a hug for the, the scottish their scottish teammate from chelsea i mean their chelsea teammate from scotland they gave him a hug after the game and then they had to go quarantine, which I found ridiculous. So why did the whole Scottish team have to quarantine and so on and so forth? You know, Or anyone that came into contact with Billy Gilmore in the middle of the game. It makes no bloody sense. But anyway, that's the, uh, the biggest question marks. I mean, will they make it in time to play the game, I'm not 100% sure yet how, that, how that's working, the protocols. But I think England has too much for Germany and they win this game.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think England's got some great pieces. England, the way the path is set up, England should be in the final. If they don't make the final, it is a complete failure for them. Uh, they, they got so much talent. This is probably the most exciting, talented English team we've probably seen in our lifetime. Really, we have. And yeah, beating out guys like David Seaman and David Beckham and Steven Gerrard and all those guys, I think... This is an English team that can do something. Where's your shortcoming? Your manager. This is the first real test uh, that Gareth Southgate, in my opinion, is going to have. And uh, he's going up against a 14-year veteran for this German team. So if there's there's anybody that's going to out with Gareth Southgate, it's scratch and sniff. Low. Um... I think Germany can beat England, no doubt about it. I think they can. I just don't think they will because the quality of England is just too much. England should just totally outclass them and should win this game. They got too, way too many pieces for this German team to handle. So, in my opinion, and they got the home field factor too. So, Which for, is huge.
1: That's massive. I mean, if they don't get it done now. Yeah. I don't think England will ever win anything ever again.
0: Exactly. So, to me, book me in for an England win.
1: I like it. Last Next, game. Yeah, last game of the round of 16. It is the last one, right? Yeah. Sweden, Ukraine, probably the least exciting game. Yeah. But still deserve to be there. Sweden, yeah, Sweden come first. Put on a master class
0: yeah. in the tournament. We know what they or bring. The group stage.
1: Yeah. We know what they bring to the table. 4-4-2, sit back. Soak it in. And rely on the brilliance of Emil Forsberg to pull the strings that guy. I love him. Phenomenal player. Ukraine, 4-3-3. Sheva. Just sneaking in. Just sneaking in, yeah. What do we think? Does Ukraine have a chance at beating the Swedes?
0: It's a tough one. This is a very... Anybody this is a, This game's an actual toss-up. And this game's an actual toss-up. And the winner of this gets... The English or the Germans. Do you, so.
1: do you think the Ukraine though have belief after that Austrian defeat? They feel like, oh man, we got a second second life here. You know, they they probably thought they were done.
0: I think Andrey Shevchenko can find a way through the Swedish the Swedish wall, we'll say. But the way Sweden have been playing, the way they locked it up against Spain. They have the,
1: Dejan Kuluzewski back who played yeah, a huge I mean,
0: played a huge game. I mean Sweden's got a system. They're playing brilliant as a team. They're going to be difficult for anybody. For me, Sweden's going to win this game. And the Ukrainians are just going to be happy in the, to be in the round of 16. I just think Sweden's got way more, way too many tools. And when they set up that Swedish wall, there's no way that Malinovsky or Yermilenko is going to get by there. So. Which
1: Malinovsky was hooked at halftime yeah. in the in the game against Austria. I mean, what's... <clears throat> he was supposed to be one of the star players this, this tournament. He's has been a up? shadow of himself at what he showed with Atalanta. Yeah, absolutely. But we said from day one, Ukraine, their biggest struggle is going to be getting goals. Yeah. They they are a good, energetic young team, but they cannot score goals for the life of them. Every goal has to be a highlight real goal. That's yeah. the only way Ukraine can score. Yeah. Because they don't have that number nine. Yeah. Uh, for me, that's their biggest weakness. Sweden is, for me... The team that plays the best the best as a team. You know, they don't have the greatest players. No. But when they all come together, they're greater than the sums of their part, this team. For sure. They are the definition of a team. Because there's no there is no star player in this team. No. Everybody work works their as socks unit. off. Everyone defends and attacks exactly as a unit. I love Kulazewski coming off the bench. He showed his quality, what he can do with his pace, his trickery on the wings. I think That's going to be a nightmare for Milochenko, the left back for Ukraine. If he happens to get the start, I think Kuluzeski, if it does, and we get into the latter stages and it's still 0-0, is going to be the secret weapon, I think, Mm -hmm. that will pull the strings and get the goal. So for me, although it won't look easy, I think the Swedes... And they may even take it to penalty shots. But I think the Swedes have more than enough quality to knock oh, yeah. to knock the Ukrainian zone.
0: Hands down. So we're both trying to take Sweden in this game. So that sums up the round of sixteen.
1: Wanna have some fun quick? Do it. Wanna have fun with their brackets? All right. So you tell me. After we made our pre, you know, our tournament predictions before the group stages, you had Turkey in the semifinals. Yeah. Now this is your second chance. Yeah. What do you think's going to happen here?
0: Uh, so quarterfinal wise, I think we're going to set ourselves up for Italy, Portugal, Spain and France. We're going to set ourselves up for England and Sweden, and then we're going to set ourselves up for the Netherlands and Denmark. From there, I think Italy's going to beat Portugal. Spain's going to beat France. We're going to have an Italy Spain semi-final. And then on the other side of the bracket, I think The English are going to beat the Swedes, and the Danes are going to surprise Netherlands. So we're going to have England and Denmark on the other side in the semifinals. From there, I think Italy is going to beat Spain, and England is going to beat Denmark. And we're going to have an England-Italy final at Wembley Stadium. (laughs) And of course, I will be cheering for my beloved Azzurri. And if it, I'm telling you this. If Italy and England make it to the finals, all our boys from England, I'm talking about you, John, Dermot, Rocha, we all got to watch this game together because I know all of us won't be able to handle it. Too much pressure. So for me, Italy, England in the final. And obviously I hope Italy wins. So
1: All right. My yourself. my original bracket was an Italy France semifinal. I still think that's going to happen. I had Spain and the Dutch on the other semifinal. So I, I'm going to say the Dutch still make that semifinal. I think, as opposed to Spain, I think England will go all the way. You'll have an England Dutch semi versus France Italy. I think I'm still waiting for France to come out of second gear. I think they can do it. Uh, that France Spain game is going to be very interesting because that, that was my final. That was my final from the previous prediction, uh, and I think that game is going to be intriguing if if they, you know, beat the respective teams. I think England will have the quality over the Dutch, so I'm predicting an England France final, and now that it's in Wembley, I I'm gonna actually pick England to win it. I think England can beat France, so my prediction is uh, England to win the tournament with against France in the final. There you go. But everything hinges on that Spanish-France game. So I think the Italians can beat the Spanish. Yeah. But I'm worried about Italy against France. But we'll see. We'll see. So that sums up today's podcast.
0: We will be back after the round of 16. So enjoy these games. They're exciting. We can't wait. Forza Italia Forever. They better smash these Austrians, I hope. And I I hope Portugal beats Belgium. My God, Italy-Belgium. That's a freaking final for us, bro. (laughs) Enjoy the games. We'll be back after the round of 16. Until next time, ciao ragazzi.
1: Ciao ragazzi.